Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the list in your boy at fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful Wrestling's List and your boy for October 12th, 2022. I'm back in Toronto. We're hours away from AEW Dynamite, their Canadian debut, but I'm not alone, unfortunately. <laughs> I got Jimmy Van here with me. We are at 1990 Studios here in Toronto. Nice setup that they got here. Jimmy, how you doing? I'm good, man. I classed you up today. You did. You know? You, you got me out of the crack house that I'm staying in in Toronto. Put you in another crack house. Put me in another crack house. Yeah. And we're here. At least the studio is nice. I was going to book a hostel to do this. Uh-huh. And then I decided, you know what? I'm going to do something a little bit nicer because my wife is going to be in studio. Yeah, she's here. So I booked something nice because I knew she was going to be here. And got to keep up appearances, right? Got to keep up appearances. <laughs> and the first ever Fightful Champion, Melissa, is yeah, here well, as well. You got the you got like the third or fourth one here, too. Joel uh, I think here. Joel, uh, What what's your status, Joel? So He's Joel, champion. He's the champion. Is he the champion? He's the active champion. Okay, okay. So Joel Pearl is here as well. No, it's good to see you, man. We went out for lunch yesterday. I took Sean Ross Abel for lunch. I was trying to class him up at lunchtime. I got some nice tuna tartare, some nice beef tartare. Sean was like, where's the Cheetos? So it, it just didn't work out that way. But uh, it's always good to see you, bud. Always good to see you. You and Aaron Town for AEW Dynamite, even though you don't have shit to do. No yeah. interviews, no, no interviews, nothing. nothing. Blame AEW Media. I hit him up like three or four times. I was like, hey, you want to do some interviews? Didn't didn't hear back, but I you know any excuse to come to Toronto, I have. But you know what? Any excuse to take money from all you people, I also have. Super chats, Humper chats. Go to humperchats.com. That get your question or statement read before we go on the air. While we're on the air, you can also donate super chats here on YouTube.com/slash Fightful tonight. John Alba will be on the post show with Alex Pawlowski. Might do a little run in. We'll see how that works. But we've got super chats right out of the gate. Uh, Mex-, Mex Collection says, What does Carl Anderson's return mean for the new Japan title that he's holding? Well, fightfulselect.com, the best $5 in the business, had a bit of a report uh, maybe early this morning, late last night. He told us that he's still expecting to work the Tokyo Dome show. The issue that I run into with the Good Brothers, Jimmy. I have no clue if they're serious or not at any given time. In July, they said, yeah, we're going back to WWE. And I said, are you? Because I feel like that's not the kind of thing you would just tell me. Mm. But they were they were open about it, that WWE had shown interest while they were still in Impact mm. with their deals coming up. And this is another one of those situations I'm like, okay, well, they have told me numerous times that they're still doing New Japan stuff and they wanted to do it through the Tokyo Dome. I'll have a little bit more of an update on Fightful Select about uh, the process of New Japan and their creative, uh, so be sure to subscribe. But 
with with Anderson and Gallows, like especially if you watch any of our interviews, you see like it's not necessarily a slam dunk when they tell you something that they're being serious or not. This it's it's doubly hard to read because we've never approached something like New Japan and WWE working together in the last however many years. So last week we talked about how it's a little bit different when the guy heading up WWE is a former worker because he's got a bit of a different mentality than this a man would have. I feel like Hunter has the mentality. He would, he would get it. You know what I mean? You, you've got a championship with New Japan. The, the Tokyo Dome show is the biggest show of the year. Hunter is the kind of guy that I could see being cool with him, going ahead and fulfilling those commitments. This is the guy that wouldn't really give a shit, I don't think. So I could see Hunter letting him fulfill those commitments. But I want to ask you this, and we'll talk more about WWE Returns later. But I want to ask you about this one. New Japan... Uh, on Twitter, they retweeted WWE's post about Anderson and Gallows returning to WWE. And I saw that, and I joked with you about this yesterday at lunch. Uh, how big of a stroke did Tony Khan almost have when he sees New Japan retweeting this stuff? Because do you think that everybody thinks that, that there must be a working relationship on the horizon for New Japan to do that, which it might mean nothing. But what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that this could, you know, be breadcrumbs that there could be a work, working relationship on, well, on the horizon? I get it. And the last time that there were rumors that WWE was ha- going to have a working relationship with to- with New Japan, Tony Khan had that video, which I thought was hilarious, where he talked about Nick Khan and right. all that. And that was a funny video. That was done like that's healthy competition right there. I think it's just fun and all that. When I look at that, I go, well, okay, well, AEW works with AAA. New Japan isn't probably thrilled with that because New Japan works with CMLL. Mm. So really it's like what, unless there's something that I don't know about, that's like signed, sealed, delivered, you all can't work with this company, et cetera. It's only us. Then I don't know if you have that, that much room to be that upset about it because that is one of the things that AEW kind of wanted to open up was the ability to just work with everybody. They're, they're doing stuff with Noah as well. Sting's going to work. Great mood is last right, match. That's right. Uh, they did stuff with OWE when that was a thing and existed briefly, but like that wasn't the only company that they were they were after working relationship with. Now, obviously, for AEW, New Japan is the most valuable. For New Japan, you kind of have to evaluate things. AEW has Kenny Omega and John Moxley and and Chris Jericho and all these people with storied histories in New Japan. WWE also has AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. You mean to tell me Nakamura wouldn't love to be able to still work a New Japan match here and there? I'm sure he would. While he still gets to surf, as people say, <laughs> like I think he would love that. So it's a matter of of having the right deal set up, and I hope this brings us one step closer to just a huge, like I want a big two three night multi event with a stadium show with every company. Like I would love that. Don't know how politically it would work. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I'd be excited to cover the trash fire that emerges from it. (laughs) See who gets bit that night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to look at it, too. New Japan has been trying to create a footprint in the U.S. So, of course, you want to attach yourself to WWE, the company that's doing two and a half million viewers on Friday nights. Of course, you want to attach yourself to that company. I just looked at, at a light. They retweeted something WWE posted because one of their guys was in the tweet. I didn't look at it as anything other than that. But, of course social media blew up and they try to see things that might not necessarily be there. But uh, what do you think? Do you, do you think that uh, going into 2023, we might actually see WWE and new Japan work together in some capacity? I think there's a possibility, uh, but new Japan really has to take a look at what it would mean long-term. And I understand that the person that they would have dealt with, if they did deal with anybody was Vince McMahon before who changes his mind on a whim and can kill partnerships like that triple h is a little more methodical with his approach so i think that that would work a lot better for them but do you want to pass up something that will likely be there forever with AEW to go with wwe short term i don't know that's something that you kind of have to evaluate i mean don't you think that that AEW would still be there if maybe so? because maybe. wouldn't wouldn't a guy like jericho or omega let's say that they did WWE New Japan did try something and it yeah. didn't work for whatever reason. Don't you think that the guys in AEW that like that Japanese connection would say to Tony Khan, well, I mean, come on. I mean, I, you know, I, I, it depends on the context of the situation. Yeah. Like they might look at it and think it was complete bullshit too. Mm, maybe. Uh, we got Xanthius saying, been wondering if you could uh, consider adding, adding free or 
I'm going to try this again. <laughs> says, been wondering if you would consider adding ad-free versions of the regular podcast to the select podcast feed. Not talking about the host red uh, like Blue Chew or Nord, but rather the dynamic localized ads that cut in randomly. Pretty please. If I did that, it would probably be its own service type of thing because we do so many shows that I don't necessarily want to flood select subscribers with those. I would consider doing like an ad free besides the ones that obviously that we, we do here. Like, you know, like maybe if somebody wanted to get four months free of nordvpn.com slash fightful, I would, I would consider that, but would you consider going to nordvpn.com slash fightful and changing your virtual location with just one click? You could, then you'd have to worry about a lot less ads then because you wouldn't have to worry about annoying pop-up ads or malware or any of that, Jimmy. Not, none of any it. Any of that. None of it. Not with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Change your virtual location with just one click. Get access to, I don't know, AEW without commercials. You don't like commercials. We'll get that AEW Plus with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can get access to the old WWE Network as well. And they got a 30-day money-back guarantee. What do you have to lose, Jimmy? I know you're broke. You know something? You're broke. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. You're broke. You got to save all the money you can. I'm broke. So what you're going to get here, four months free, a great deal, 30-day money-back guarantee. So if for some reason you don't like it, if you go, I hate getting access to all this extra content. I hate people not being able to hack me. I hate all this. I hate the options, the, the past, the, the, the locker, the VPN. I hate all of it, the three tiers. You can get your money back, nordvpn.com slash Fightful. You just said, I hate being, what do if, you say? If I, you hate those things, you can get your money back within 30 days. I hate not being able to get hacked. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. if you, for some reason, <laughs> if for some reason, that's your thing, there you go. That so, was one of the smoothest segues. Yeah, I know. That I think Chris, who, who's our engineer today here at 1990 Studios, I saw the smile on his face. Yeah. That was a smooth segue today, Sean. I, I gotta gotta put you on blast, Jimmy. Somebody said I saw his shoes. He's broke. So the way that you accumulate wealth, you accumulate wealth by cheaping out on stuff like that. These are twenty dollar lugs. I bought you Jordans. I'm proud Jimmy. of it. I bought you Jordans. I think they're in storage. Yeah. K seven seven five asks: Is Sarah Schreiber still with WWE? I'm asking. I'm hoping to have an answer by this weekend. Mr. CJ Lilly sends us a very generous one. He says, hi, guys. When and how would you reintroduce Alexa to Bray's story? If you do, because they must cross paths again in some way. You know, she was meant to be on Extreme Rules, but was pulled due to a finger injury. Um, I didn't see her. I mean, it would make sense for her to have been at Extreme Rules, like like as a part of that entire situation, but not not with Bray, with, with the women. Yeah. I don't know if that's why she was pulled. Uh, as far as getting her involved with Bray, I think they got to tread very carefully there, Jimmy, because that got stupid real quick. Now, also, it does stupid merch sales for her to this day, to the point to where she doesn't have anything to do with that that Lily gimmick. Yep. And she's like, I'm still going to carry this out to the ring because they sell like crazy, mm -hmm. as she should. I think that booked the right way it would make a lot of sense to have her as a part of if, if he does like a wyatt six or something like that it'd make an awful lot of sense to have him have her involved with him so don't forget that they just spent weeks with her and a shrink you know getting her out of that whole thing so to have her suddenly be it's a relapse jimmy is that what it's going to be yeah i feel like bray wyatt is going to be among other things targeting her Okay. Uh, and that's why they did the Samson and Delilah stuff. I think that he's going to be targeting her. Uh, now, I did want to ask you about the supposed Wyatt Six, because I think this is just conjured up online. So uh, Bray Wyatt's Twitter is Wyatt Six. Yes. And I think he's referring to the six previous characters that he had. But everybody's taken that to mean that there's going to be six people in his faction. I don't think that's the case. I think that he's referring to previous characters. But what do you think? Do you think that he's going to create a faction? Because everybody's thinking, people are, are suggesting names already. Dexter Loomis is going to be one, and Rowan's going to come back to and me, all this stuff. To me, it, Karrion Cross, Scarlet, Braun, Bray, Alexa, and then like maybe one wild card. I think Vincent from ROH was backstage at Raw. Man, he's got the look of yeah. that. I mean... He looks like if Rob Zombie was a pro wrestler. I think that would be good. To me, 
Bray Wyatt was always better in the group dynamic, mm. having somebody else to play off of. Um, he is more of a cerebral performer, I think, than a physical one, even though he is physically imposing as well. Having Harper and Rowan behind him went so far. Mm-hmm. And, and like, well, if he doesn't scare you, these other two guys will. And you're not getting past all three of them, that, that type of approach. So I don't want this to teeter into what it was. I can't remember what year it was where they would just have him in these smoky backgrounds and he would ramble into the camera over and over. Because when he has good creative, we have seen what he is capable of. Mm -hmm. And he gets some of the most ridiculous stuff over because he has it. He has the star quality. He has something that people want to see. He has something that people pay to see. They're paying for the merch. They're doing doing all that. They care Mm -hmm. about him. And getting people to care is so much of the battle in general. So then if you've already got people that are going to care about you, you have a lot more leeway to do all these other things, whether it be solo or a group or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that whatever that they start him off with is going to have a little bit more leeway than a lot of other things. Mm. I just want this to stay like sort of rooted and grounded in realism as opposed to the lore. I mean, he's scheduled for SmackDown on Friday. I I think I read that there are reports that he's going to be a SmackDown performer. Uh, I'm waiting to see. Okay, because Alexa's currently Raw, right? But we know who's SmackDown. Braun Strowman is SmackDown. Yep. Karen I sure Cross, as hell Scarlett. don't. Yeah, and I sure as hell don't want to see him and Braun in a program. So if they're yeah. going to be on the same team, I guess. But it's also, better they, than... they don't care about the Raw and SmackDown stuff anymore. I suppose they just do that all the time. I suppose. I suppose. I don't know. Like one of the things that I was going to ask you is, what do you think his first storyline is going to be? <sighs> so, <laughs> it was funny when I first got like the news that he was for sure coming back that night. Yep. I was told, oh, it's after Riddle wins his match. And I'm like, oh, no, is Riddle, Riddle's going to be like high hallucinating <laughs> stuff. I was like, that, I was like, that seems like a, a thing that they would do. And honestly, it sounds kind of fun, too. But uh, he seems like the kind of person they'd put against Drew, and Drew will have a tough time. I getting, see that, too. But I think it, I think he should be against a heel. Sure, 100%. I mean, especially I, after the Russian that he's getting in. Yeah, he should be against the heel and one with some credibility. Um, if they did Lashley, I think Lashley would maybe be a good one down the line. But Lashley's got feuds just lined yeah, up busy, right yeah. now. He's busy. Yeah. I don't think they should do it against Babyface because it'll make the Babyface look dumb. And that's that's a concern that Seth Rollins raised, right? Like, people would go into these feuds and they would not leave better than they entered them. Mm-hmm. So that's the important thing to remember here. and. Okay, so maybe you put him against somebody like Corbin. Well, Corbin's not going to lose anything, but people don't generally care. Right. They're right. not. It's not like Bray where people are going to care about what he does no matter what. Right. If they get him in the right story, yeah, but. I mean, if it's, a, if it's a one-up, almost like an enhancement match. Yeah. To showcase Bray, that'll sure. work. But I, I agree, a program's not going to work with Bray, with, uh, with Baron Corbin. Nobody cares about Baron Corbin. Well, people care about Impact. Big J says, I'm one of the few people that actually watch Impact. I was at Bound for Glory, and there was like no one there. With attendance and a garbage TV channel, how do they make money or sign free agents? Big J, that is a question that I have sought the answer for for a long time. And listen, I enjoy their product. I'm glad that they give people work. But I don't know what their business model is. They are on access that nobody watches. And then when you watch it on access, you only see commercials for other access things. Like You'll see the same Sammy Hagar concert commercial six times during an episode Impact. They're not making that much off their $1 a month subscription gimmicks to do that, um, to, to just turn a profit. So I just wonder if Anthem looks at it and they go, well, this is very inexpensive programming, relatively speaking. Yeah. But, I mean, they've got to pay the payroll, too. Yeah. It's not like AEW where AEW is paying the payroll, not TNT and TBS. Anthem owns the company and is paying the payroll and all that stuff too. It's not a straight rights fee. I think they originally did it for the Fight Network. Uh-huh. Uh, and I could be wrong, but I believe the Fight Network is available in other countries aside from Canada. I think it's a paid channel. So I think they originally did it for the Fight Network because it was cheap programming for the Fight Network. I think that with Access TV, it's cheap programming because they get carriage fees as, yeah. a, as a cable channel. I don't know what kind of fees they get. Yeah. But they do get carriage fees as a cable network. Sure. And so I think they look at it strictly as cheap programming, just like Sinclair did yeah. uh, for the Fight Network in Canada and whatever other country they're in, and then for Access TV where they get carriage fees. That's what I think it is. 
Joel says WWE has like 450 heel factions in Raw and SmackDown, only two babyface factions. I hope if Wyatt forms one, it's a face. Yeah, me too. I, I hope so. WWE seems to be strangely like stacking up trios too. Very dude. interesting. You don't think they're going to go that route, do you? I think they should. And I think if they're going to, they should keep, if they do, keep the tag titles combined, do a trio set. Um, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was, I think it was Will, maybe on Monday, that said, let the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title and the women's titles maybe be brand specific, yeah. but make like the world title, the tag title, all that stuff floating. And I'm looking at it right now. You got the Brawling Brutes. Mm -hmm. You have Imperium. You have Legato Del Fantasma. Maximum male models could add somebody real quick. They could do that. New Day, if they ever come back, You've got the bloodline. You've got maybe the Wyatt Six. Judgment Day could easily add somebody. They yeah. do that all the time. Hit Row would have to as well. Hit Row could add somebody. Mm -hmm. And they could have trios, and then you could bring some up from NXT here and there as well. I mean, look what they do with Toxic Attraction all the time. They just pop up. Uh, we had a report on FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe today. That this NXT main roster crossover is not going anywhere. Like I was told that they they look at that and they're like, well, that's good because if people want to see Sonya Deville so bad and they're upset they don't get to see her on SmackDown, they're gonna get to watch her on NXT. They're gonna get to see her pop up there. Finn Balor pops up here and there. Do drop and Nikki Ash. They're they're utilizing some of these talent. They're gaining some experience there. I think there's been a lot of moves like that that are very interesting. They should have done this the whole time. They should have. Yeah, yeah, like it makes it makes perfect sense. And I want to say one thing about Sonya Deville. I haven't seen all of NXT yet. I've seen a few highlights. Uh, and I saw Sonya Deville uh, attack Elba Fire with Toxic Attraction. I saw Alex Pulowski lost his shit. Uh, because when Sonya left, when all everything was happening with her real life situation, her and Mandy were feuding. Yeah. And so Alex was losing his shit because now she's back with, with Mandy Rose. Yeah. It's been two years, man. Yeah, like I think go. I, let I, it go, Alex. Yeah, let it go, and and especially Grant, given what happened to Sonya in real life, and it was pretty public that Mandy was there. Yeah, when the, when that in, individual broke in, based on all of that, I think you just kind of got to let it go. It's it's been a couple <laughs> of years, but what are your thoughts on uh, the, the the supposed lack of continuity? Makes sense of it. Makes sense of it. I mean, you just hired a guy, Rob Fee, to oversee the long term creative. So. Mm -hmm. That's that's a spot where a Rob Fee needs to go and say, hey, we got to make sense of this. We got to make this make sense. That's what I ask for. If it just makes sense, I'm going to excuse a lot of stuff because I just I want to enjoy wrestling in general. Mm -hmm. uh, Cyclops says TNA is a money laundering scam. It has to be. No, uh, no comment. I don't know. Garmin <laughs> Rose says, could you see Liv? After her being seen in a dark corner at Extreme Rules, taking the place of Alexa with a returning Bo Dallas giving legit Wyatt family. Yes, I absolutely. What's can the connection see that. to Liv? I don't know if Liv and Bo are still together, and I don't really. But they wouldn't put that publicly on television. I, yeah, I, I don't like to talk about that, but you never know what people are willing to do on TV if it means something cre creatively satisfying. They leaned awful heavy into the Liv likes the pain type of thing, but extreme rules. So I wouldn't doubt it. Bo Dallas, I always thought would be like sick boy to Raven in, yeah, yeah. in the flock, like the whipping boy, so to speak. He makes perfect sense because everybody knows the brothers. Exactly. Yeah. I just don't know storyline wise what Liv brings to it. Yeah. You know, let's talk about uh, the bullet club type of things. We got a couple super chats here. Joel Woods says new Japan could even still use bullet club angle with Finn, AJ and good brothers. And he says with new Japan wanting a footprint in the U S do you think it'd be enticing if WWE offered to stream their weekly show in Peacock? Well, it's not up to WWE. It's up to Peacock. And that would be incredibly enticing. Mm -hmm. A whole lot more enticing than the Roku channel, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, because I've had I've had a Roku for years, and I've never watched the Roku channel. But the Bullet Club Civil War thing has long been one of the most fascinating deals to me because I want to see a bow put on that. It used to be so neat and tidy. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, they're going to ROH. They're going to WWE. They're going to Impact. They're going to AEW. To the point to where you had Bullet Club factions in every major promotion. Yeah. And that was a New Japan thing. A New Japan started stable, had ones in every major company. And that just that's never happened like that before. I would love to see that sort of unfold. Is there anything that you look at and you go, okay, maybe they could bridge that gap? In terms of New Japan WWE? Yes. I'll be honest. 
I can't help but think that they'd want to do it just to piss off AEW. Sure. If I'm being straight up. I still don't believe that they booked uh, whatever event it was, uh, Clash at the Castle. I don't necessarily believe that they booked it that weekend intentionally to piss off AEW. I do. Do you? They, I mean, they, they know that AEW runs Memorial Day weekend, Labor Day weekend. They know it. However, I don't think that's egregious doing an afternoon no, show. No, it's that, not. When I look at it now, I'm sure they didn't know specifically that AEW would do Sunday instead of Saturday. Right. But an afternoon show the day before on a different continent, I got no problem with that. Yeah. To me, it was very clear when they're like, well, we're going to do NXT in the States right before your show. Mm. But I mean, even more than that, I feel like that was just kind of piggybacking. I thought that was just kind of smart. Like, sure. And well, for, the, the, for example, they do that all the time. For example, anyway. Rampage isn't on at 10 p.m. on a Friday by accident. Right. They're on there to piggyback off of SmackDown sure. and to try to draw that. So I don't really have any problem with that. If it went straight up head to head, if they did NXT at 8 p.m. the same yeah. day as the pay-per-view, then I'm like, all right, we see what you're doing. To me, this is this is more in line with the harmless competition aspect of yeah. it. And that's what I like to see. I like to see Tony Khan with his sunglasses on <laughs> saying there's only room for one con in wrestling uh-huh. more than I like to see. I'm not going to take this fucking shit anymore. Now, granted one was well before well-documented contract tampering, like well before it. So very easy for me to put myself in his shoes in one and not the other, because if, it was very clear what WWE was doing. Let's send out some feelers. What's going to happen? Well, at least word's going to get out. Two, people might ask for their release. Three, if they don't get it, they're going to cause unrest and unhappiness. Four, people are going to know, oh, well, you might have a future here if you worked with WWE. And what happened, Jimmy? Mm-hmm. We encountered the most the lowest morale point in AEW history, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. M- maybe partially as a result of that. Like I, I look at some of the things that are being done backstage and then I see Legato Del Fantasma debut with Zelina. And I'm like, all right. I see a Wyatt six debut around the time that certain people had asked for their releases. I mean, I'm not saying, but you can kind of infer and assume like maybe one had something to do with the other. I mean, you know what? After all that, we talked about how, remember I said, if I was Nick Conn or Triple H or whoever the hell it is that schedules events, seeing how rattled Tony got, yeah, I would look at the calendar and I would book things every weekend that they have, they have a major event because you saw how rattled he got. You never know if Hunter or Nick Conn were like, he really likes the New Japan relationship. Should have, should have uh, DX show up in their Jeep outside of the Coca-Cola Coliseum. I think Tony Conn would open the door and let him in. I think he would too. Yes. And if I was Tony Khan, I would too. Yeah, of course. I because think they're, Khan, they're on your show. Yeah. I mean, listen, Tony Khan's had people biting each other backstage. Like, what's the worst <laughs> that can happen? Yeah. He had his top star burying the company. So, like, what's the worst that could happen? Like, DX going to beat somebody up? No. But I wish stuff like that would happen again. Like, when Sammy showed up in his little thing for his vlog. Yeah. When, when, like Cody and the Bucks showed up outside of Raw. That was good stuff. Like that was very entertaining stuff. Imagine like the reaction if we find out that WWE is going after the New Japan relationship a month or two after they booked events the weekend of All Out. Imagine <laughs> the the like it's if if that is the reason they're doing it, it is smart because you're basically trying to pick them apart. Yeah, basically. and right now WWE or I mean AEW's roster is hurting. They've got like two dozen people that are sidelined. Right. Your women's champion is out of action. Right. Your ROH women's champion is out of action. Kenny Omega, the Bucks, CM Punk, Undisputed Era is gone. Mm-hmm. They're not there right now. Britt Baker, who is who's your other top women's star? She's working through an injury. Soraya, who is your, your other top women's star now? Well, I mean, she's cleared now, but mm-hmm. hopefully everything goes well. Ryan says, are Gallows and Anderson locked down with WWE for the long term or is it a short term deal? Can you concern or confirm Russell Votes report that WWE is interested in bringing in Chelsea Green? I can tell you that uh, Chelsea Green has not been contacted by them as of yet. Um, and that was something I was told a couple weeks ago. I'll follow up. I'll have something on FightfulSelect.com this week, obviously. Uh, but 
and when I asked, I was told, well, I don't know if Cardona would even want to go back there. And then he did this interview recently where he's like, I'd take the call. I think I think about WrestleMania. Sure. But he's such a self-made guy. And all, but but now if Vince was in control, probably wouldn't take the call. Mm-hmm. Like, why would he? But Triple H is in control. Yep. Triple H can look at him and say, oh, wait, he's a big, good looking guy who knows how to work TV. He's worked all our shows and he's reinvented himself. Well, Drew McIntyre did that, and look at look at what became of him. Like he became a top guy. I agree. As far as Gallows and Anderson, I would imagine that they would have to be locked down long term to come back to WWE. And I think Triple H kind of owes them one. I don't know if you remember the conversation that he had with them before they re-signed. Mm-hmm. He said, "I think about you guys. I think about AEW, and I think about your families. And I wonder if it'll even be here in five years." And they got cut seven months later. That's Vince Man training right there. Yeah. I mean, uh, going back to Matt Cardona, I think Hunter would allow him to do his online endeavors. Obviously, yeah. I don't think he's going to let him do independence. And, and and I've talked openly about I think it's really dumb for AEW to let guys do independence because, like, you're one major injury away from, you know, that being a mistake. I don't, I don't think Hunter would let him do independence, but I think he'd be like, you want to do your major wrestling figure podcast stuff? Yes. No problem. And, I mean, the you reason know? that they did that, and they didn't use their names, their WWE names, is because they didn't want to get it taken away from them. Right. And that kept them afloat during the pandemic. Right. I mean, that that it helped them so much. Our friend Andrew Zarian of Matt Men Pro Wrestling says, appreciate you guys. Just wanted to come by and say hello. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Appreciate you, Andrew. Come on over to Toronto. Kieran George says... What's up with the Briscoes? Are they signed to AWROH? If so, Tony Khan sure is dragging his feet with those guys. You can see Triple H bringing them into the fold. No, Triple H isn't bringing them into the fold. Uh, I asked a question on a media scrum that I did not expect a real answer to, Jimmy. And it was a few months ago. And I said, hey, is there anybody else under exclusive contract that might surprise us? He's like, yeah, the Briscoes. I was like, Oh, okay. Who are you talking about? Tony Khan? Tony Khan. Okay. And he straight up said, yeah, the Briscoes are signed. They had just finished out their impact deal. They got signed to full-time ROH deals, but uh, Warner Media did not want them on their show, which considering some of the people that have been on their show is still kind of mind-boggling to me. Um, I think at this point, if they weren't signed mm-hmm. to AEW, I think Triple H would have made the call. Mm-hmm. I think he would have brought them in. I think he would have loved nothing more than to do Briscoes versus Usos. Mm. That match is nothing but money. Mm-hmm. Have you heard any plans for Ring of Honor at all? Like, obviously, I think they're Not looking really. to get a TV deal, right? That's probably yeah, what he's I mean, to get. that's 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 objective number one. Yeah, but I don't, I haven't heard anything about it, unfortunately. They really got to take some of that dark time and and shift it into a ring of honor show well i'm sure if we've thought of that tony's probably thought of that i'm sure like i'm sure he's thought about using universal i'm sure he's thought about like doing special tapings and stuff like that but i'm sure there's a reason i i would love to hopefully i can land an interview with him soon i would love to talk to him about that i mean obviously you've got some guys like say a bill goldberg type they're cool sitting at home making their money sure but there's a lot of other guys that want to be active yeah and so if these guys are sitting under full-time contract, even if they're getting a paycheck every other week. Brian Cage is one of those guys. He right. He didn't expect to get re-signed. Right. And like I think he was making plans. I from what I from what I heard, but then he gets taken off TV. And as it turns out, absence makes the heart grow fonder because 
this past week was the best Brian Cage performance. I've seen, like I love that outside right. of PWG. Right, right, right. Alex Diaz says percent chance we get Seth versus Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, I would say about a five percent chance. Does he mean Seth Rollins? Yes. I mean, again, depending on what happens with New Japan, Rollins is one of those guys that would probably love to go. I'm sure he would. Yeah. Hush Zeus says if WWE wants to do an Asia tour, do you think New Japan would get involved in all? Is there a big market for wrestling in Asia outside of Japan? Uh, WWE does tours of Japan pretty, I don't want to say frequently, mm, yeah, but they, no, they yeah. do them. It's been a while. Um, if New Japan versus WWE was a tour, it'd be one of the probably top selling tours of the last 20 years, yes. I think. Very interesting. Wherever you put it. Yes. Wherever you put it. That'd I be think. very interesting. They can call it the Forbidden Window. Eloquent. Eloquent, who I hope to see tonight, uh, says, is WWE going to stop renaming new indie hires? I wouldn't expect it. Considering that Io Shirai got brought in and her name is EO Sky, yeah. spelled differently in all capital letters. But um, I yeah. don't blame them for it. It's strictly an IP thing. It's a monetization thing. Yeah, I don't blame them. It's just strictly business. That's all. What else you got on the list, Jimmy? Well, let's talk about John Moxley. So he signed the new five-year contract. Uh, they said in their press release that he is also expanding his role to include mentorship and coaching. Great move. Sounds to me like that's a way of making him a full-time employee. Is that yeah. basically the objective? I would assume so. So FightfulSelect.com, please subscribe. I'd mentioned this on uh, the Backstage Report podcast. I had some very interesting talks with people in AEW this summer. Because when I was hearing about the contract tampering stuff, I would throw, be like, ah, anything you need, let me know. And I'd say, yeah, tell me about John Moxley's contract. And I would get sidestepped on that so much because we never got word that he resigned. And his deal was supposed to be up around May or June. However, he took some time off for personal reasons. I'm sure he had some injuries. So they could have extended it a little bit, maybe. But I was told... We will do everything that we possibly can to keep John Moxley a part of AEW for the rest of his career. And like that investment was evident to me. And this was a big part of that. Mm. The interesting part to me was what unfolded over the weekend and how that all played out. John Moxley, who very clearly can do what he wants because he's there working during his vacation and mm -hmm. all that in that GCW match against Nick Gage. And when that, announcement came out i hit up gcw and i was like did you know about it and they're like well we were texting with them five minutes ago and we didn't hear anything but we'll let you know tomorrow well the next day it became very evident john moxley ain't working gcw anymore and they told me as much mm -hmm. they said they claimed that they had no say in the finish which was morrissey and stokely getting involved mm -hmm. which furthers the the firm mjf thing and if i'm AEW, I do not want my world champion taking a pin from anybody. No, nothing against Nick Gage, mm -hmm. but you don't want him taking a pin from anybody without some stuff like that. I wouldn't want him getting color either. It, well, that happened. That happened, buddy. A pizza, pizza cutter I wouldn't be happy about to it the forehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to say, he looked fine afterwards. So that's good. But um, he's going to do indie dates, from what I understand, what people were telling me was that like when Moxley gets booked for these indie shows, they throw everything they can at the show because John Moxley's on their show. Right. This is their chance, right? And that's a lot to weigh on somebody's shoulders that everybody's event is the their biggest one when you're on it. Mm -hmm. So he can still do some indie stuff. Uh, I, I heard maybe more on a surprise basis, but he can do uh, New Japan. He can do, I mean, he can do indies, but New Japan, yeah, he can work with their international partners, but he can still do indies. I know AEW has not, they have not wanted their talent to do GCW for a while. Though. Is that because of the connection to WWE? That I don't know, because I mean that, people keep saying that, the connection to WWE. Well, I, I'm not necessarily sure really the connection to WWE. Yeah. Rollins was there one time when yeah. Moxley was working. You see the like tongue-in-cheek Stephanie yeah. and Brett are yeah. buddies thing. I'll find out more about that because like, you know what? Sometimes GCW is like Gallows and Anderson. I don't know when they're being serious sometimes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Renee Paquette. So you broke the story that she said to AEW. Yeah. And on a related note, Kathleen Finch with Warner Brothers uh, Discovery, she did an interview with The Hollywood Reporter. She said that they are looking at what new content they can do with AEW that is not in a wrestling ring. Well, who's the best person Renee. to look at Renee? So 
Dynamite is in Toronto tonight. Renee, we know is here. Oh, how about this one? Dynamite's in Toronto tonight. Rampage is in tomorrow, Toronto tonight. It, you know, she could use the excuse of Canadian Thanksgiving. Well, where's Dynamite next week, Jimmy? Cleveland, right? Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati that's right. Homeboy. Where does she live? <laughs> she lives in Cincinnati. So that's an I thought eight. they're in Vegas. No, no, no. They live in Cincinnati. Oh, I now. didn't know that. Because she's doing that. work with the Bengals now. Oh, that's so, right. like, that's right. So it's an easy first couple of weeks if right. if she does pop up there. Um, so I mean, I I know that WWE WWE weren't thrilled to hear about this because they wanted her back. And why wouldn't they want sure. her back? If Ray I was Triple great. H, that's one of the first hires I would go after. Yep. Kathy Kelly also yep. great that she's back. Uh, you want those warm personalities that have the on-screen chemistry with talent. But um, Renee, I think, is great. Yes, she is. Best uh, in the business. And guess, guess who else you got on that roster, Jimmy? Brian yeah. Danielson. Right. And we know about that chemistry. Mm -hmm. Th their chemistry was so good, we waited like an extra 40 minutes to do our post shows at one point just because we wanted to watch what they would do and what they would say. Right. So you have a lot of that. They, they might be giving Know Your News a run for your money, Jimmy. <laughs> like, imagine Brian Danielson and Renee Paquette doing, like, a stupid news story show. That's a dream right there, Jimmy. I would steal the video, put it on knowyournews.com. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would do. I, I think Renee is great. I think I she's do. awesome. I, I love her. I agree. I agree. Um, Joel Wood says, if you had to reckless speculation, the percentage chance of WWE and New Japan forming a working relationship, what would you give it? So tough this early. I'm going to say a, a 25%. I'm going to say a good 25%, and that's about all I feel comfortable doing right there. We we got Joel Wood saying, have any news on the date for day one in 2023? Dave says the date hasn't been finalized yet. That's that's the same information that I have, unfortunately, is they haven't finalized the date. They're going to take a look at things. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be on, on December 31st, but um, that I know there had been some talks of maybe doing like a – WWE Raw day one type of thing. Like AEW does those all the time. Mm. NXT does them all the time as well. Uh, Alistar says, just left my hotel room on the way down to the show. Still can't believe I traveled 3,500 miles from England for this show. What? Hyped is an understatement. Wow. I mean, listen, I travel several miles very often <laughs> to get to Toronto. I mean, you'll I have it. a hot crowd tonight. They're expecting over 7,000 people. It'll be a hot I'm, crowd. I'm in it. It's going to be a very hot crowd. Uh, we've got Mex Collection saying, if it does come out, there's a working relationship between WWE and New Japan. Who would you like to see as a Okada's first opponent? Well, it depends on if they're going balls to the wall. I, if I'm New Japan or WWE, I start with the biggest possible match you can, just in case shit goes south, and it's Okada versus Roman Reigns. That hmm. is the match. That would be one of the biggest matches. Be interesting. Ever. Be interesting. I definitely like to see Rollins and Osprey. Yeah. Just for the shit talk. But uh, that would be interesting. That would be a lot of fun. Guys, reminder, get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. We would greatly appreciate it. Jimmy, what else you got? So additional returns that have happened as of late. So Zelina Vega, she she uh, is there with Leg uh, Legado del Fantasma. But I want to ask you about Brock Lesnar. Obviously, he returned for Crown Jewel. That's There's no question. Yes. Uh, I think he's going to win the rematch against uh, Bobby Lashley at Crown Jewel. My question for you is, do you think Brock at this point, and he's kind of been this for a little while, I guess, but do you think at this point Brock is like in for Mania, then out, in for Crown Jewel, then out, yes. with months in between, and, and that's basically what he's going to be at this point? Yep, that's what I think. That's what I believe, and I think that there's a good market for him in that. Uh, when Brock comes back, he'll always create some buzz. He'll always probably draw a little bit of a number, and he'll draw interest. There are people that just like to see him do exactly what he does, and they, they like to see Brock for, for what he is. I feel for Bobby Lashley because he does not take those Germans well. No. And he's going to take a lot of them in Saudi Arabia. Yes, he is. I hope he doesn't pop his shoulder again. Yeah. So I feel for him. Have you seen the meme of Triple H like Thanos with the, with the glove? <laughs> yeah, have you seen that? Yeah, of course. So he's brought back a lot of people over the last couple of months. Dakota Kai, Karrion Cross and Scarlett, Dexter Loomis, Hit Row, Johnny yeah. Gargano, Candice, Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, and, and now Gallows and Anderson. Uh, all of them are currently in the mix weekly, too. It's not like they just yeah. did a, a one-off. They were all in the mix weekly. There's a lot of speculation about a Matt Taven. Uh, I haven't heard anything about that yet. I mean, I know okay. he, I know he's done with Impact. I mean, they were they were being very evident at the as reported by FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. They were being very open. Uh, Mike, Maria, Matt Taven at the last set of tapings, and then you got Vincent 
who was also a part of that group and impact. And that was sort of a short-term storyline. It was, let's get these ROH guys. Right. And they all signed before Tony got the, the IP. So right. they didn't really have that option. They had committed through, through Bound for Glory. Vincent, I think, would fit in just fine. Taven, we'll see. Um, Taven and Bennett as a team, especially with Maria, you can't go wrong with that because they are a phenomenal team. They're a really amazing team. So um, I think that would be a good addition just, just to have on the roster and just see what they can do. Who else do you think could be on Hunter's radar at this point? Because Tony did an interview, and I can't recall the outlet, where he said – we're both basically going after the same prospects now in terms of, you know, the, the profile. So what do you, what do you, who Tegan else do you think? Knox probably to come back. Um, the former Bronson Reed was a big one. I'm surprised they didn't sign Morrissey. If they, if WWE got Morrissey, I think that Enzo probably stood his best chance to come back Interesting. at that point, because I just think that that was a possibility. I know this is like wild. I could see a guy like Kona Reeves popping up again. Mm. He was a TV-ready guy, spent a lot of time in the Performance Center. Mm -hmm. He was a guy that, like, you wouldn't see fans raving about, but anytime I'd talk to a guest coach, mm. they'd be like, that guy, he's got a motor, he can go 100 miles an hour, or he can go 10 miles an hour. I wouldn't be surprised to see him pop up in, in some situation like that. I've got the free agent list pulled up right here. I think, like, for NXT, a guy like Rhett Titus would be really good. He spent... 15 years in ring of honor and he's still in his mid to late thirties. He's in great shape. He can work every style. If they're going to continue with Bobby Roode, I think they should bring in James storm and do beer money. Try to try to run that there. Other than that, like I look at the, the women that are available. I would bring in beta Scott as a commentator immediately. I think she's great, but um, she's available. Veda Scott is available. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Chelsea Green is one that we heard rumors of. I'd probably bring her in too. Um, if you're going to expand women's tag, I think Allison Kay is a pretty safe one, knows how to work TV already too. But Tegan Knox is the one that stands out to me. Maybe Tennille, but Tennille does so good just existing on Instagram. Like <laughs> she just, she gets, she's a savant with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's talk about The Rock and uh, and uh, shout out to Chris Van Vliet for getting the uh, the interview with him there during and the junket. Hold on, I got people saying like, no interest in Kona Reeves. There's a whole lot of people they brought in that you have no interest in as well, but it doesn't matter. It's Triple H's company now and Triple H will bring in who he wants. So, uh, and Abelov says, for Jimmy, do you think AEW should do summer pay-per-views like Double or Nothing or Forbidden Door at BMO Field? What building do you think AEW should run next time they're in Canada? Yeah, if they're going to do Toronto, and if they're going to do a summer show, they could get they could do BMO. I, I ran by that today. I went for a little jog by that. It was very nice. You were shocked. It was like Walking Dead out there. It was insane. I yeah, love it. Doesn't it. happen often. It, it was yeah, very very. I mean, BMO could probably do. What do you think, Joel? 30? 40. Forty for wrestling. 40. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they would necessarily well, draw that. Well, you but. know, Joel, if they couldn't do forty. And they only had to do 30. They could just shave a little bit off. And fortunately, if you want to shave a little bit off, manscaped.com and the code Fightful gives you 20% off plus free shipping. Now, I don't know the ball situations in AEW. I don't know if they're dealing with smelly sacks or what, what the deal may be. And Sean asks. I ask. I ask all the tough questions. <laughs> those, 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 really, those are easy questions. <laughs> Because they're, they're telling me, oh, no, nobody. I got the crop duster. I got the crop reviver. I got the ball toner, the foot deodorant, the body wash. Manscaped.com and the code Fightful is taking care of you all over the bathroom. They're making sure you smell good. They're making sure that even when you're in the great white north, your great white south is well taken care of. Manscaped.com. Use that code Fightful, get 20% off plus free shipping. That's a lifesaver. I think you're waking up in the middle of the night and shit's popping into your head like the right. Great White South, and Hold then up. you're like writing it down in your phone. I'm gonna okay. So legitimately, I have a notes thing. I thought so. For just when I wake up in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. Now here's the the reality. I smoke a little weed before I go to bed. Uh-huh. Helps me get to sleep. It's totally legal here, no problem. But even before I did that. I would wake up the next day and I'd go, what the fuck? 
because one of them stood out and it's the first one and it's just ideas for anything jimmy uh-huh uh-huh and one was for a superhero movie <laughs> but the guy's only superpower is that he could piss a whole lot <laughs> That could be on the boys. It could. He be. could be a misfit on the boys. Like, that was that was one of could the. Totally ones be it. They they could try to get him in a room and drown them with that guy. I know. He could, that like, would be out, beautiful. He could put out fires slowly <laughs> yeah, but surely. Yeah, yeah. Slowly but surely. They filmed the boys here. If anybody producing the boys is able to see this clip, a superhero and all he does is piss all day. That's the guy you that's, want. That's what we need on the boys. That's beautiful. what we need. But yeah, I got a lot of things like. <laughs> I'll write down lines and all kinds of stuff. One day, one day I'll make that like a select podcast. I'll just go through and, and read each one of those. You should, you should. All right. I want to ask you about the rocks. So uh, one of the interviews that he did with E news, the round table, he was asked flat out, who's the head of the table. And the rocks answer was without saying any names, you're looking into his eyes right now. So somebody asked you earlier, what do you think the odds are of new Japan working with WWE? What do you think the odds are Rock, Roman Reigns, WrestleMania 39? 50-50. 50-50. I'd give it 50-50. Um, and they should, they, they should make the play. It is the time to do it. Mm -hmm. Right now is the time to do it. Pay him whatever it takes. Just do it. Because, I don't even think he cares about the money, honestly. Well, even then, pay him whatever it takes to clear his schedule because the money you will make off of that off documentaries and forever forever more mm. is worth it and that firmly solidifies roman reigns title no title anything he's that guy because you're not that far jimmy from having to solidify another top top guy because roman's already working a reduced schedule uh -huh. yeah. so you already got to put that into your mind who's the next one i don't know it's hard although the one thing that they have shown you know for years it was like roman's the guy vince wants to yeah. be the guy and the fans didn't really accept him because he was kind of pushed down their throats. Yeah. Now here we are. He's been champion for over two years, and now he is viewed as the guy. Like, he is solidified now as the, the next big thing under John Cena. And so I'd be curious who's going to be the next one. Do you think Cody Rhodes? I don't know, man. I mean, Cody's about the same age as Roman. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Manuel says, what do you think about the uh, Johnny Gargano fan reaction on Raw? It's not that he's not over, or is it this freezing cold storyline he's been put on? I was surprised by that because it was with Austin Theory, but you need we need to see more of the type of stuff we saw out of him in the way. We know he can wrestle already. We know he's great at wrestling. But when he was with the way, we saw so much of that personality because you know he had that rap. People were like, oh, there he is, another uh, indie guy with no personality. Wrong. Mm -hmm. They said that about Brian Danielson too. They said that about John Moxley once upon a time, if you can believe that, people who didn't watch his work. Like they would just think that oh, some indie guy people said that about Tyler Black once upon a time before he was Seth Rollins. I think Hunter's making the same mistake that Tony did when he would further storylines on being the elite. And he would assume when you're watching Dynamite the next week that you've seen it when most had. So what are they assuming that people watch NXT? Yes. Okay. I think Hunter is assuming because he used to head up NXT that everybody knows who Johnny Gargano is and a lot of them don't. Yeah. And you saw Candice LeRae. Now, granted, we talked on this podcast how Edmonton was not a great locale for her debut, but she got no reaction. I'm waiting for their kid to debut on AEW tonight. At this point, like they just want to hit every Canadian town. Yeah, but I, I, I feel like the mistake Hunter's making is he thinks people know who he is, and a lot of them don't. Yeah, uh, and so he's got to he's got to work to kind of let people know who he is uh, because he's targeting. And you got to remember when Gargano was hot in, in NXT, they were doing four or five hundred thousand viewers a week. Yeah. So good point. he's got to, he's got to understand that not a lot of people know who he is and he's got to kind of introduce him to them and not assume they all know, Oh, you yeah. and Austin theory. We're in a, we're in a group together. A lot of people have no clue. Well, Xanthius watches our product and says, has Jimmy signed over the deed to his house yet? Or will he be taking care of that later on the trip? So I did offer Sean Ross Sapp, What was it? Two, three years ago. I offered to buy the house. What, what was it called? The, it Bray the Wyatt? house of horrors. House of horrors. I offered to buy legitimately for real the House of Horrors for Sean Ross Sapp. I would put the title in his name, but the caveat was he had to live there for one year in the condition that it was in. That was the caveat. And Sean Ross Sapp didn't take me up on it. If he had done I that, mean, he'd be sitting here today, the owner of a brand new house free and clear, Sean. 
I mean, not. I mean, legitimately, I probably could have flipped that house for three times. <laughs> Maybe you could have. Before. I think it was like this forty-eight grand or something at the time. Yeah, I, you, I could probably got one hundred and fifty out of it. Yeah, easy. maybe, maybe. So but, do you regret it now? Uh, no, that my, was a real deal. I would have legitimately done that. Well, just for the content. Well, let's talk about it in Toronto. Buy me a property in Toronto, and we'll see. Let's move on to the next topic. So, Sammy Guevara, <laughs> no, Ma- Michael Branson says on Squared Circle, there's a clip of Vera Hawani saying TK was a bad interview context is that he wouldn't comment on brawl out i talked to errol a little bit about it i thought it was a good interview i thought he did really good i thought he got one of the better interviews out of tony at least in the last three years because since tony has had a show to promote a lot of times what tony will do is he'll ask him a question and then he'll go into the backstory and the history of all that and it's like well we don't need all that like answer the question and then we can figure that out like we can apply that context within the story like and I'm sure he gets excited because he's booked this stuff. It's his child. Yep. It's his it's his baby. But yeah, I mean, I, I could understand the frustration if I were Hawani. I haven't seen the interview, but I don't blame Tony Khan one bit because there are potential legal repercussions. Yeah, you don't comment on that for sure. Yeah. If that's the context, well, I'm sorry. You're not going to get an answer. Yeah, that, yeah. I don't blame him for at sure, all. For sure. I don't he would have been prepped on that. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, he can't, Ariel can't responsibly expect that. But um, I, I don't know. I, I briefly spoke with, with ariel about it but uh, yeah i don't like, know the context I, I i actually thought that ariel's interview is very good but you know each person can can think something different especially considering the level of work that ariel does it's like top notch yeah yeah shucky ducky says batista not sc- sponsored by manscaped writes itself boy xanthia says we need the contents of that notes app on select i'll do a special show i've been kicking around the idea of doing like a late night show on select here and there oh lord yeah yeah, just what just what we need. After you've prepped yourself to get ready for bed? Yeah. Uh, by the way, guys, get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. We are heading down the home stretch, and in about 10 minutes, I'll be in an Uber headed towards Coca-Cola. Concert. I will not. So, uh, okay, Sammy Guevara. So this was one of the big stories last week, and you know, kind of got buried by other stories a little bit. There were reports that Andrade was the aggressor in that altercation. Mm-hmm. There were also reports that Andrade is basically George Costanza. He's trying to get fired from, <laughs> from AEW. What's the latest that you've heard on the altercation and on Andrade uh, supposedly wanting out? Well, I don't know how much I should say here. I'll just I'll say this. I was very close to speaking to being able to speak with Andrade last week. However, they were like, well, we should really clear this with AEW. I feel like if he was trying that hard to get fired, right, right, he would have been like, I don't give a fuck what AEW thinks. Right. So that's what gave me some pause on that situation. Interesting. Because if he was really trying to get fired by AEW, not only I would have loved to have taken that interview, you want to go scorched earth, buddy? I'll let you go scorched earth. <laughs> if you just want to tell your side, sure. Mm-hmm. I had both Sammy and Eddie Kingston tell me their side of things, mm-hmm. and um, it worked out really well. But I, I don't think he's trying to get fired. I don't. Uh, thank you to Nick Beasley Wrestling for the, the donation. Well, I, watching Dynamite last week, and at the time the Dynamite was on the air, all we had heard was there was an altercation and Andrade was sent home. That's really all we had heard when Dynamite was on the air. I could not believe that Tony Khan not only put Sammy Guevara in the main event on Dynamite, but had him score the pinfall. I could not believe it. And, you know, I tuned into the post show that you do. Uh, and you had said something like, uh, I can't recall your exact words, something like, we don't have the full picture yet. Yeah, we don't. And I said, it doesn't matter. That is that. So that I don't know if that one's completely fair. Like, oh, it's fair. There, there were immediate legal threats and ramifications from the brawl out thing. A person got bit, chairs yep. got thrown. That was a lot messier than threw some punches, boys will be boys type of thing. Sure, sure. But the reason that I thought it was a really poor decision regardless of who the aggressor was when you're in Tony Khan's position, you have to be cognizant of perception and precedence. Yeah. Those are very important when you were a boss in his, in, in his position, when dynamite was going on, nothing was known yet, except for there was an altercation and Andrade was sent home. That's sure. all anybody knew. And so to me, it was a really poor decision to put him in the main event and put him over I, when yeah. the live fans they didn't know anything except there was so? an altercation. So who cares what they know? Talent if you as know, well. Talent you know, as well. Yeah, sure. But if you know better, if you 
and we don't know what they know. But if you know better than what the fans know, cool. Let the fans work themselves into a shoot. All no, that I they don't want. agree with that at all. I don't. I don't, I don't care. All. I mean, if people want to convince themselves of something, I've seen that. I've seen so many times when I'll have a story and people will go, "Well, I know this person told you," and I think like maybe three or four times out of literal thousands of stories, have anybody guessed it right? Like that. Like so, a lot of times people. They think they know more than what they know. I know what the information that was relayed to us, and um, that's that's really all I can speak on. Besides Cal dropping this big super chat bomb with just a little heart on it, and let, let me tell you, buddy, that's in GBP. That works out real great for us. Big thank you to Cal. That'll pay for I, the studio today. That'll pay for our studio time today. <laughs> How about that? Um, guys, I'll be at AEW Dynamite uh, very shortly. Looking like I'll go to Rampage as well, but hope I see some of you guys. I know a lot of you were asking about meetups and stuff like that. I don't know if that'll be possible today, but... Keep if, tabs on Twitter because Joe Pearl wants to get it done at a bar. So keep tabs on Twitter. So maybe that's possible, but um, Jimmy, anything else before we go? No, man, I, I had other stuff for the list. We didn't get to it. That's okay. And enjoy Toronto. Enjoy the former Rico Coliseum. I don't yeah. want to call it the Coca-Cola Coliseum. So enjoy the Rico Coliseum. And Melissa just kind of giggled at that one. Melissa? But uh, where you at, Melissa? <laughs> Going to choke her out. This will be an interesting show. And again, it goes to show what happens when you don't overbook a town. Because first time in Toronto, there's buzz for it. Over 7,000 people. TSN did a bunch of interviews. Yeah. With uh, Tony Khan and Jericho and a bunch of other guys, so uh, enjoy the show. It'll be interesting. Do you do you have any expectation for the show? I mean, I, the one time I spoke to Tony over like about this, he said, "I'm going to make sure that it matters." I'm going to make title? it count. Nah, I, it looks like it. No, I don't know. Or do you think? Do you think they're going to continue with the Jericho beats the former champions thing? I don't know. It's hard to say. Mm. Hard to say. I don't like to make predictions. It's not what I do here. <laughs> I don't talk about wrestling. No, no. Nick Beasley, thank you for the donation, guys. Thank you all so much. Uh, I will be back on Friday at home. So I'll be back on the post Monday show, or the post raw show, but thank you all so much until next time we're out. Ohio ready for some quick mental health facts. Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition in the U S more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.